righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. What things? Okay. So when you seek God and his righteousness, here comes the adding process. When you seek God in your righteousness, there's a subtraction process. You get it? Your righteousness produces subtraction. His righteousness produces addition. All right? All right. So as long as we good. Um, our theme scripture is coming right from here uh, <clears throat> for today's text. So I'm going to begin at verse number 25. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity that we may feast at your table. We thank you, God, for the great visitation that, that manifested true worship in this sanctuary. Father, we are forever grateful. If you don't do nothing else for us, we are forever grateful for what you did through Jesus. Father, we're grateful for his redeeming power, his saving power, his forgiving power, Lord God. And because of all he went through, Lord God, we have a right to become your children. We claim that right today, and we are your children. And now, Father God, as we prepare to hear from you, we ask that you would touch every ear, we touch every heart, Lord God, making our hearts the vessels they need to be, that they may contain the word that you may manifest in our hearts, Lord God, that after all is said and done, that you alone will be glorified and we, your body, would be edified. Father, we thank you and we praise you, Lord. And Father, as I stand here, I tremble knowing, Lord God, that I'm truly not the preacher, but Lord, I submit my will unto you that you would come now and let your spirit manifest to preach through me, that we would have an ear to hear what the spirit is saying to the church. For God, we are your church. And we believe, Lord God, that you have a word for your church. And we thank you with anticipation in Jesus' name. All the believers shout amen. Okay. Verse 25 reads, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. What you will eat, what you or what you will drink, nor about your body, what will what what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into its barn, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable? Mm, are you not more of more value? than they. Got to pause right there. Do you believe that you're more valuable than the birds to God? Amen. Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his statue? So, why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field. How they grow, they neither toil or spin, nor spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like, like one of these. Now if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? 
O you of little faith. Therefore, are we ready? Do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows what you need, knows that you need all these things. Then he, then he pauses after he talks all about what we worry about. He pauses and says, first, don't worry. Then he says, verse 33, but don't worry, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, this comes back, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. As we look at verse 33 about seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, I want to use as a topic, righteousness works. Amen. Give somebody a high five and tell them righteousness works. Righteousness, the righteousness of God works. Um, and and here's, here's, here's what that means. It means that if God's righteousness is being produced through you, it is working something great for you. Say righteousness works. Okay, if the righteousness of God, if his righteousness is working through you, it is working for you, okay? So if we understand that it works, I want to give you another part to this and that the righteousness of God is at work. So while you are yet in you, the right because Christ dwells in you, righteousness is working on you, okay? So not only does it work for your benefit, but it keeps on working without your approval. So righteousness is at work right now. And God is producing his righteousness in the believer. And the problem, Paul, Paul defines this problem when he says that there's a battle going on between the spirit man and the flesh man. And Paul, who writes most of the New Testament, has a problem fighting his flesh. I believe, I believe that we all have a problem fighting flesh. The reason why it's a huge problem is because of self. As long as self is involved, you will produce self-righteousness. As long as you want to please you, you will produce what's called self-righteousness. And here's the problem. We have wanted to please ourselves for so long that we get saved and don't realize that there's a process that's taking place and that the process is changing us from self-righteousness 
to God's righteousness. Uh, and it's not we ourselves that is doing it, but it is the spirit of God that dwells in us that is cleaning us and transforming us out of self into God. So then, conceptually, we are saved by God. We enter into a new culture, which is the kingdom of God, but we don't know the kingdom rules. Thereby, you are saved and so happy about being saved that you have not read all that it means and all that you have because you're saved. You didn't read that God has already given you everything you need for godly living. It's already in you. Uh, you may not have read that God is Lord of all. You may not have read when he becomes your shepherd, you shall not want. You may not have read that he's given you power to do the things that he did, but even greater things shall you do. Because you have not read it, it is hard for you to conceive the thought process of knowing that you have the kingdom of God inside of you, ready to burst forth out of you. Therefore, you remain hostage on the way you think. And you allow things in your mind to hold you from moving into the kingdom of, listen, dominating an earth realm because you have not changed your culture. You are still operating according to the world system to the point that you begin to speak like the world speaks. Believe like the world believes. And I know that this is true because we have more faith in doctors than we do in Jesus. <laughs> no, we don't, Pastor. Yes, you do. You're so quick to grab the medicine bottle and grab the medicine bottle and will take it because you don't feel good without praying for the anointing on it to help your body. Let me tell you something. No medicine will work until Jesus put his touch in it because he is the healer. Thereby we, we become hostage to a system that we think that our thoughts matter more. And so the enemy plays with us in our thought process. And so the, the writer writes to us in Matthew chapter 6, and you need to read this chapter because he's writing to us and explaining how the kingdom works. And he talks about wealth, and he talks about prayer, and he talks about fasting, and he breaks down how to pray. And it don't take one of these long, drawn-out prayers to get God's attention. But you have to understand prayer is more than a monologue. Prayer is a dialogue. You have to be ready to hear what the Spirit has to say to you. It's not all about what you can say to God. God is not a dump where you come and dump all your problems. God is a God that loves you and he wants communication with you. I, I dare you um, want him to hear all you got to say, but you won't be still long enough to hear what he has to say. 
Because systematically, the, the world system ta taught us a culture. Lord, say your prayer. Lord, lay me down to sleep. I pray my Lord, my soul to keep you. If I should die before I wake, pray my Lord, my soul to take. Hop in the bed and jump up and go serve you another master. So then the writer talks about serving two masters. Because we're good at serving the one who gives us a paycheck. And we jump up in the morning, running off. And, and, and I'm not saying this to try to convict anyone. Yes, I am. But we jump up and run off and serve, and, 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 and we're happy to go to work, and we'll give all of our time and treasure, and we're looking for the paycheck on Friday because systematically that's what happens in the earth realm. But while you was on the way to work, are you praising God for giving you the strength to get to work? Are you praising him for giving you grace to travel to work? Are you praising God? Are, are, are your thought more on doing the job or letting God do you? Talking about a culture shift. So the writer, he, he's writing to us and telling us about praying. He's telling us about fasting, telling us about the choice. And then he breaks it down. He says, you can't serve two masters. You can't, either you're going to serve mammon or you're going to serve God. Either you're going to chase money or you're going to chase God. And so most of us say, well, I'm going to chase God. Well, if you're going to chase God, if you're chasing after God, that's why it says seek ye first the kingdom. If you're chasing after God, you don't have to worry about money. I'm going to get to showing that to you in a minute. But first of all, I want you to know and understand that God is showing us that there's a big old problem in the church, and we're going to uproot it and get rid of it. And so he says this, he says, at the very beginning, he says, therefore, I say to you, do not worry. Then he comes back again and says, do not worry. Then he comes back again. Now, he said, now, Jesus is talking to the church. He said, don't worry. Now, I got a problem. I, I, I got a question in here. Is anybody in here still worry about stuff every now and then? Uh-huh. The reason why you worry is because of self-righteousness. Yep. Because you think that you have all the answers. Therefore, when there's a, a problem and you don't have the solution, it produces worry. If you knew that God had all the answers to your trouble and that he's already given you the bridge over the trouble, when you know and realize that, then worry will leave out of you and worship will be birthed through you. So because the devil knows that worrying is a contradiction to worship, that's why I was so happy when the worship broke out in the church earlier, because God transcended every worry. Everybody in here who had a worry didn't have no worry when worship broke out in the house, because when worship breaks out in the house, God comes down and inhabits the place. And if God gets in any place, everything is better than okay. It has to be good if God gets in it. And so we understand that the enemy is trying to diffuse something from a culture we no longer belong to. You don't belong to the culture of this world. You belong to the culture of your God. And the culture of your God has already given you everything that you need. As a matter of fact, you are loaded. Um, Psalm 68 and 19. Let's see what he said. Um, David writes, he said in Psalm 68 and 19, get this. Psalm 68 and 19, it says, blessed be the Lord, who what? 
Okay, let's stop right there. Who daily loads us with benefit. Now, okay, you're loaded from the get. But daily, God is giving you benefits. Daily. If you understand, what are the benefits? Everything that you need for that day. Give us this day our daily bread. Whatever you need to get you through today, God said, I will give you benefits for that. So you don't have to worry about nothing. Worrying will make you go get high. You know how it is. Worrying about stuff and then you think, I need a drink. I need a smoke. You already loaded. If you understand you're loaded with benefits, you won't be trying to get loaded no other way. You've been walking around stomach. People say, what's wrong with you? I'm loaded. I don't need alcohol. I'm loaded. And so, and so when you understand that you already have, listen, God's going to give you everything you need. Say, well, I've been waiting for God to give it to me. And that's the problem with people. We, we have a clock on God. If God hadn't given it to you the way that you want it, maybe the way you want it is the wrong way. Sometimes we want to rush God. It's almost like going to a bakery and trying to rush the cake. They didn't told you it got to cook for a half an hour. No, I'm, I'm in a hurry. Get your cake in 15 minutes. Well, the cake ain't going to do nobody any good because it didn't stay in the oven long enough. And so when God puts you in your oven, stop praying to come out of the oven. Thank him while you're in the oven like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. If you can praise him while you're in the fire, he'll send Jesus in the fire with you, and the fire will never harm you. It's getting hot in here. So he, he, he teaches us that we're, we're loaded. What are we loaded with? Psalms 103. You have to understand what you have already. So because we got to get worry out of the church. Okay? We're, we're, listen, if you worry, God can't move. God moves through worship. That's why I'm going to tell you right now, the worship reached heaven. It was such a worship in here today, there was a release happening. I don't know who's been waiting for a release, but you got released today. I don't know what, you, what damn needed to be uncalled, but that damn got broken in worship today. I feel the spirit of the Lord flowing in this place. Somebody knows that they've been waiting for a breakthrough, and breakthrough happened in the spirit today. If you could just muster up enough faith to believe that your breakthrough is here, you can have your breakthrough. The benefits that you're loaded with. Let's, let's go over them. Let's, let's, let's look at them. Blessed be the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his what? Holy name. And all that is within who? Yeah, so God wants you to bless him with what he gave you, which is his spirit. That's why in John 4, 23, it said we must worship him in spirit and in truth. 
because it is we cannot worship God with our minds. We have to worship God with our spirit man. As it, when you start worshiping God with your spirit man, the flow starts happening, and then all of you gets put down, and the righteousness of God starts standing up in you and begins to flow, and that is God's actions on display. Somebody say, I want to see him. See, when you begin to operate in the actions of God is when he is really operating you. And so when the righteousness of God is being produced out of your life, you get to see God. But some of us like the way we are so much, we want to see us. So you get angry. That's not God's righteousness. You talk crazy. That's not God's righteousness. Then you start doing what you want to do. That's definitely not God's righteousness. But when you allow God to have his way with you and just do what he tells you to do, even though you don't feel like doing it, can you just love the one who's hating on you? Huh? Can you just believe God when it don't look like it's going to happen for you? We want in the church and we don't understand why there's so much worry in the church. Really why there's so much worry in the church is because we're so busy looking at everybody else talking about their problem. When you talk about their problem, you produce problems in your life. Yeah, come to worry because you weren't worried about their stuff. You was gossiping it. Now, you're, now, now it's in your house. You have to understand this is called spiritual warfare. So God says, listen, instead of doing that, instead of talking about all that, he said, bless my name. Why don't you just think about me? If God don't do nothing else for you, can you just thank him for Jesus? Huh? Listen, if you don't have nothing else to thank him for, can you just thank him for Jesus? Because of Jesus, you've been forgiven. Can you just thank him that you're forgiven? Huh? Can you just, just uh, there's something about thanking Jesus. That's praise under God, right? And when you start thinking Jesus, everything coming against you has to leave. But if you're talking about what's wrong, it gives it permission to stay. But I want to talk to the people who got their eyes on Jesus right now and just going to give Jesus all of the praise. I'm going to give Jesus praise because it's not about what I'm going through. It's about who I'm going to. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and, and forget not some of his benefits. All. All of his benefits. Okay, well, let's see what they are. Who what? Forgives you of all your iniquity. Now, if he blessed you with forgiveness because he forgave you, you should be in a hurry to forgive others. Uh. I'm talking about being loaded. Is there anybody in here that can say I'm loaded with forgiveness? I'm loaded with forgiveness. I'm, I, so most of us need a dump truck on our back with forgiveness on it, and we can just pull up and just start dumping it. Why? Because we've been offended, and we need to learn how to forgive people, and the more you forgive, the less you'll be offended. He says he forgives, so we have the, the benefit of forgiving. Then he says, who heals all your disease. Or did I say some? He's the healer. We talk about what the doctors say. He's the healer. 
I believe in doctors, but not before Jesus. Because without Jesus, there is no healing. He's the healer. I was talking to somebody that came to Bible study three weeks ago. They said, um, well, the doctors told us my aunt, she's not going to make it. Will you just pray? I said, well, do you believe she's going to make it? They said, well, it looks bad. She's not responding here. She's not responding there. She don't even know she's here. So the doctors say she, she might not make it. I said, well, that's not what the spirit told me when you came up to me. I said, the spirit told me to join my faith with your faith. And the righteousness of God, Abraham was counted unto righteousness because he believed God. Can you believe what the spirit of the Lord is telling me or are you going to believe what the doctor is telling you? He said, I want to believe what the spirit is telling you. I said, well, let's pray then. I said, Lord, help his unbelief because he wants to believe. And Father, we believe a, a miracle is coming out of this. We believe that the doctors are going to be confounded by what happened. Well, when they showed up to Bible study last Wednesday, they ran up to the altar and said, Pastor, we got to share with you. Because they said she was never going to come out of it. She's already walking around. She's already has full mobility of everything. The doctors don't know what happened. They are confounded by what happened. I said, isn't that exactly what we prayed? If you can let it out your mouth, God will do what he promised he would do. He, he who redeems your life from destruction, redeeming benefits. You're loaded with redeeming benefits. We've been penalizing too much. You have the power to redeem. Redemption power is Christ Jesus dwelling in you. And the church has been guilty at pointing the finger at people who messed up when the, the, the true thing that we have is the benefit that we can go and redeem them and bring them back to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. He who crowns you, he crowns you with love and kindness. And we want to put on our hat he crowns you with loving kindness and you put a hat on with judgment and content. He didn't crown you to be a judge. He crowned you to love. Pastor, well, they did this. What do I do? Well, you just love them. Well, I can't be around them. Well, love them from a distance. He called us to love. He, will put, he, he crowned us with loving kindness. Now, if he crowned us with it, that means that we are positioned to do it. And tender mercy. Now, get this. Who satisfies, who satisfies, who satisfies, verse 6, who satisfies. Now, get this. Your mouth with what? So it shouldn't be no bad things coming out of it. Oh, goodness. You, you have to understand, there, this is power. Life, death, and life is where? In the power of the tongue. Now, get this. So that, now he did that, so that your youth is renewed like 
Eagles. Now get this. I was playing basketball with the men yesterday, and we were playing the youth. Truthfully, 20 years and younger, down to about 14. And those, those guys were jumping off the blacktop like rabbits. <laughs> Kangaroos, I don't know, they was up there. And they were running so fast, it made me tired watching them. And so before the game started, I'm watching them. And I began to speak wisdom. And they were saying, oh, pastor, you guys going to get killed today. And I started telling them, beat them. We ain't going to play them until they eat. Because they're young, so we're going to feed them. See, you know how it is when you're young and you're you, you, you feeding yourself. You'll feed your own ego and think you're all about something. And they was eating. And they got to talking about how they was going to do this and that. And they was caught up in themselves. And I found another brother and I said, man, well, look, we're going to pray. And we're going to agree. That Jesus is going to play with us today. It ain't going to be us out there. <laughs> Because I'm going to admit, we ain't going to beat them. <laughs> but I spoke wisdom. I believe that with Jesus, we can do anything. But there were some non-believers who were standing on the side laughing at us. <laughs> End of the story, Jehovah Nisi. He is our banner. Jesus he is our victory. Because at the end of the game, those old men had wore the young men out. We watched them run they self-tired. All we did was walk up and down the court, jog a little bit, but Jesus helped it go in the bucket. What am I saying? It don't matter if you can speak it and believe it and believe that Jesus will work it out. He'll work it out for you every time. Needless to say, I was flying like an eagle because we won that game. It was hard for me to get out of bed today. I'm telling the truth. But God, he's faithful. And I believe, I believe, I, I believe if those, those youngsters would have went into prayer before, they would, they would I, I believe it. Jesus helping us and Jesus helping them. <laughs> they would have tore us up. Now, verse 6, verse 6. He said, now, now, now this, is, this is the key verse. He says, the Lord executes. Who executes? And what does he execute? So then the Lord produces the work of righteousness. Okay? So, so God executes righteousness and justice for all who are Oppressed. So, so, so then if he's executing and working righteousness through us, it is so that we can release others. You, see? Uh, you have to understand that your purpose is more than going, saying, I go to church now. Your purpose is bigger than saying, oh, um, I belong to his presence or I belong to church on the way or I, I belong to church, got it going on. It's bigger than that. Your purpose 
is to release the oppressed. So God says, I have to work my righteousness out of you. So the thing is, first thing he says, in order for me to work my righteousness out of you, I got to get worry out of your mind. Because there's such a great contradiction, and worry is the dam that the beavers built in your head so that the righteousness of God does not flow. And when the dam is broken, the righteousness is executed. So I come today to break the dam of worry and so that you can enter into true worship and the righteousness of God will be produced out of your life and God will get glory because your actions will become imitators of his action and the power of God will get released in the earth realm and now you've been waiting to see God. When his actions are produced through his righteousness, you get a chance to see who God is in your life. So what do we do? We got to practice righteousness. So 1 John in 3 tells us that we practice godly righteousness. What do you mean? What do you mean, preacher? In order to practice anything, you have to keep your eyes on it. Keep your focus there. And that's been the theme that we have been working on. We've been focusing on so much. But if you focus on Jesus, Paul says it this way, don't focus on the things that are seen. For the things that are seen are temporal. But the things that are unseen are eternal. For God is working on you an eternal weight of glory that far exceeds anything that you go through. What am I saying? God's righteousness, because you're loaded, your problems may seem this high, and the scale is shifted because the problems are so high. But the reason why the problems are so high is because you keep seeing the problem. But if you see Jesus... See, Jesus was down and in the tomb, but he said, if I be lifted up, oh, goodness. So he had to resurrect himself. Can you see Jesus resurrected or is Jesus still in the tomb? That's the question I have to ask, because if you know that Jesus is already up and sitting at the right hand of God and you're joint heirs with him, game changer, that changes everything. I'm above my problems. I'm above this issue. I have the power of God that dwells in me. And that is his righteousness. He says, practice on pleasing me instead of pleasing you. We have been people pleasers for so long. We want to please ourselves. We want to please our spouse. We want to please our children. But I got a question for you. And doing all of that, did it work for you? But let me tell you something. If you please God, it pleases your children, 
your spouse, your family. Because first things first. God is a God of order. You cannot fit God in where you want to fit him. He says, seek me first. Seek me. Now, now get this. It says kingdom. But if you break the word down, it's king, dumb. Seek ye first the king. Because you sought the king, you automatically get dominion. Oh, good. It don't even say find them. Here's how you seek God when everything is about God. Everything is about God. One girl told me one time, she said, uh, I want you to tell me this, but I don't want you to bring Jesus in it. And then I said, well, then you don't want, no, you don't want nothing from me because if I give you my information, it's going to hurt you. But if I give you his information, it's going to help you. And sometimes we get stuck. Focusing on our own hamster. Just spinning around. But it's time for that cycle to break. That cycle of worrying is over. What's going to happen next? It's going to be a move of God. What's it going to look like? Good. And his good might not look like your good. Because you're in self-righteousness. But whatever God does is good. I just live long enough to learn. If it don't feel good, it's working for good. But God is bringing forth his righteousness. He says, my righteousness, I work and execute it through the ones I've chosen. And he chose you. And I don't know who it is. I don't know what your worry has been. But it's canceled today. God is so God that you can stop worrying about money and start worship him, worshiping him and thank him for it. You could be broke as a joke. But because of your worship, you'll enter into so much peace. I was talking to another one of the ministers he said, man, I had spent all my money. And I, I didn't even care. I, he said, I was just so happy about God. He said, and Pastor, you're right. He said, I pulled up and somebody said, here, here's $100. I just want to bless you. Another person said, here, here's $150. He said, before I know it, I was saying like, wow, God, you move quick. But God says, I put righteousness in you, and it works. Stop doing it your way. That's why you worry, because you're trying to do it. Righteousness is done by God. And we have said, oh, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that. You know what? Every one of us can say we were supposed to do something and didn't do it. But we shouldn't be trying to hold other people on a supposed to be. We should be worshiping God that they're still in the game. Amen. How many of you know that God is working through you? God is so awesome. 
You tried to quit a whole lot of stuff and you couldn't. And now you don't have no desire for it. He did that. Now let the other ones come into the hospital, sit down in the ministry and get ministered to without the church pointing at the ugly in their life. Because that causes worry. If you stop talking about what's wrong and start talking more about what's right, it produces worship. And there'll never be worry in the church. Amen? Because God, er, listen, everything is already done. And now God is working righteousness through you. His actions. His actions are working through you. And the more you practice them, the more power you have over this earth realm. Culture shift. Y'all ready for this? Say, I won't worry no more. Say, Lord, help me. Because I don't want that to be a lie. Now give God a hand of praise. <laughs> As we get ready to go, know that this is a God move. 